Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And good morning, my friends. Appreciate you joining us today for Everyday Truth. Got my, uh, I love the love this coffee mug. It is my I am over it coffee mug. You see the guy there with a mask on his face? I am over it. I have been over it for a long time. Recently, I was flying on an Air Canada flight, and they still required masks. And I'm thinking, man, are we back in the Neanderthal days or what? But, uh, I personally am over it. So there it is. Thank you for the mug. We are in Revelation chapter number 19. I want you to look at verse number 14. We began talking about the arrival of the Lord Jesus, uh, the second coming of Christ. We read about that specifically in passages like Matthew 24, Zechariah 14, here in Revelation chapter 19, and a number of other passages. I wish we had time to just have a theological study about all of these events, uh, but my purpose is to keep moving through the books of the Bible, and we're in the book of Revelation right now, so just kind of a layman's view as we walk through the verses of Scripture. Verse number 14, the Bible says, and the armies, so remember Jesus now is returning but the armies, he has armies with him. And the Bible says, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, the, 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 though the army, the members of the army, clothed in fine linen, linen, white and clean. So what do we know about the white linen, fine and clean? We know that that is a symbol of righteousness, uh, the righteousness that is ours, not because of our own deeds and not because of our own works, but because of the gift righteousness of Jesus Christ. It is he who makes us righteous. Uh, our righteousness is his. Matter of fact, our own righteousness, Isaiah told us, is as filthy rags in the sight of God. But here are those that have been made clean. Uh, here are they that have uh, been made righteous by Jesus, and now they are part of the army of heaven that are coming with Jesus to this earth to participate in the battle of the uh, of the of the at the Valley of Armageddon to help to set up the the government of uh, our uh, our Savior and during the 1,000-year reign of Jesus. So all of that is happening right here in Revelation chapter 19. You and I, as New Testament believers, will be part of that army. A good way to think about the various comings of the Lord is to remember that when Jesus came to Bethlehem, he came to his own. So he came unto his own. His own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power spiritual authority to become the sons of God. That's that's uh, John chapter 1. Then the rapture, although it's not a coming to the earth, it is a coming to this vicinity, right? He comes to our neighborhood. So in the rapture, he comes for his own. So in 
The first coming, he comes to his own. In the rapture, he comes for his own. But then, then here in Revelation 19, at the second coming of Christ, he comes with his own, with his own. So we will be with him. Remember uh, what the Bible says in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Remember, those that are raptured, so shall we ever be with the Lord. So what does that teach us? That teaches us that wherever the Lord goes, from then on, we go with him. So it's not that the Lord stayed in heaven. He didn't. He came. The heavens open. He's coming to earth, but we're with him. He sets up a kingdom. We are with him. So it's a wonderful promise that those of us that 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 are saved and will be raptured one day or join him in death will ever be with the Lord. A, gr- a great promise. Look at verse number 15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. So obviously a metaphor of the power of his word. Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. The sword here, the the word for sword here is the word that's used for a javelin, a long sword, one that can be hurled, one that can be thrown at distance. The, The point here is that it is the word of God that ultimately provides final judgment. It is the word of God that has the power to save and the power to destroy. It's the word of God. That's why Jesus is called the word of God. Remember, we talked about that yesterday. So out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it, he should smite the nations. So the nations have gathered under the banner of Antichrist. Uh, They are united in their hatred of God. They are united in their attempted attack on Jesus. And so the Bible says he came to smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. So an unflinching rule, a rule that... uh, is not going to, uh, the rod of iron uh, with complete authority would be a good way to say that. So with the rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. So these are not, these are not verses that we take lightly. And our God is not a God to be trifled with. This will be an awful day of judgment. A day when the United Nations of the world who have turned their attention against Christ and against his people will be defeated. And that defeat will not be a defeat at the hands of a sword that I wield or a bow and arrow that you launch, but the the battle will be won by the Lord himself and by the power of his word. Boy, that just really underscores the importance of the Word of God in our life, doesn't it? If the Word of God is that powerful, is the, if the Word of God is that by which Christ is identified in this battle, if the Word of God is the, 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 the victory weapon, then how much more do we need the Word of God daily in our lives? Look at verse number uh, 16. And he hath on his vesture... And on his thigh, a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. 
and we love to uh, ascribe that title to the Lord. I like how the King James translators put that all in capital letters, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You cannot overemphasize. You cannot, oh, you cannot create a big enough font uh, for that message to be conveyed. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is above all. He is over all. And now that's true today for sure, but in a, demonstra- in a demonstrable way, in a way uh, by which the entire world will see, because the entire world is, is looking at this. Zechariah makes it clear that the, the world is, 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 is tuning into this. And there is the ultimate authority, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I can almost hear Handel's Messiah in my mind as I talk about this. And what a day that will be. And you and I will rule and reign with him. He is the sovereign. To him is to him goes the glory. He is the wearer of the crowns. Uh, but we are there to support him on that day. Look at verse number 17. And I saw an angel standing. Where are we? Yeah, verse 17. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. So get the, get the silhouette as John is just taking in all of this scene. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls, birds, that fly in the midst of heaven, come, gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. So we've, we've talked a bit in recent days about a supper. We've talked about the marriage supper of the Lamb. And what a feast that will be. And what a time of celebration and reuniting and fellowship that will be. The marriage supper of the Lamb. So now this angel is is speaking to the birds. Uh, All the birds that are circling this battlefield. All the birds. And it's interesting because the the valley of Armageddon uh, is along the, the route that birds migrate along that 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 African Syrian rift, and if you've ever been to Israel and traveled up through that valley, and then even north through the Hula Valley, it's a place where there are millions of birds that migrate. And it's interesting that the angel now is talking to the birds of the air and saying, "Come gather to the great supper of our God." What does this mean? Well, what this means is that there's going to be great death. Uh, There's going to be uh, a a massacre. And the birds will feed upon the carcasses of the dead animals and upon the the dead people in in the aftermath of of this battle. So the summoning of the birds is really just a harbinger of the great calamity that is imminent that is imminently coming to pass. Verse number 18 really helps us to understand the supper, that ye may eat, again, the angel is speaking to the fowls of the air, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And so, again, what a picturesque way of saying the end is near. 
uh, the end of this world system. Babylon has collapsed economically. Babylon is collapsing religiously. This is kind of the last gasp of Satan in and through the possession of the Antichrist and the false prophet to, to, uh, to attack God and all things that are godly. But all of this will come to a swift end uh, by the word of the power of Jesus, who then will reign with a rod of iron, unchallenged, unchallenged by a foe uh, for 1,000 years. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the coming verses. Well, I hope that helps today. I know talking about scary battles and, and death and all of that can be negative, but understand that all of this speaks to the glory of God, to the final defeat of sin and death, uh, to the vindication of God's people, uh, to the glory and victory of Jesus. We must keep all of that in focus. So I hope that helps today. And we'll jump back into, matter of fact, we'll finish chapter 19 next episode. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.